everybody, welcome to Generation Dan. I am Dino, the Genetic Marvel. Uh, I am one of your hosts, uh, your Gen X host. Uh, as with uh, time that uh, and generations, things are unreliable, and our Zoomer isn't here. So, uh, we're... Oh, this is a horrible intro. That was a horrible intro. I'm Atlas intro. Novak. I'm your I'm your uh, I'm your millennial. Uh, Caleb is not here this week, but you know who is here. It's uh, our our guest. He is a comedian in L.A. He is also the boyfriend of Kayla Esmond from a few episodes ago. It's Josh uh, Ogle, everybody. Hey, it's me, Josh Ogle. Yeah. I hope I pronounced that right. You did. You nailed it. You crushed it. Oh, okay, cool. Because I, I would hate for to do that, and then you're like, it's Ogle. Actually, fuck you. Uh, I actually I had a law school professor who fucked it up all the time, and the one time she got it right, she was like, oh, no, that's wrong, and then corrected it to the wrong pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I thought that it was going to be like on your last day of class, like the last episode of the series, she's like, you know what, I will get it right this time. No. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, on, on that point, like, there has been a lot of people who are like purposefully mispronouncing words. Like I heard somebody say Gallipoli and I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's not, that's not the word. Okay. Yeah. It's very, it's very unnerving because people do these weird voices for like TikTok and stuff. They're like, listen to me and what you will find. And you're like, why, why are you acting like a, some sort of broken robot? What is going on? But so it's like now misp the mispronunciation of words has become a thing that draws people in, which is very yeah. weird. Winston Churchill comes out of the ground. He's like, you're going to fucking mispronounce Gallipoli. I failed there. God damn it. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Uh, I think it was actually pronounced Churchill. Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah. This is going south real quick. I love it. This is going to be great. <laughs> um. We're going to get into our topic proper in a little bit, but first we have some questions for, for Josh. All right. Uh, so starting off, uh, we have, what is an embarrassing song from your playlist? Uh, so I don't want to undercut the theme of the question here, but I don't think anyone should ever be embarrassed of any song on their playlist. Because music, okay. music is very personal and everybody's yeah. going to like what they like. It's like food or comedy, right? Everybody likes yeah. something different. Now, that being said, uh, I will admit to having pretty, pretty trash taste in music, uh, yeah. at least in a lot of other people's opinions. Yeah. Uh, I would say just just by sheer quantity of the number of times I've listened to it and continue to listen to it, even in 2022, uh, probably "Pinch Me" by the Bare Naked Ladies. Ooh. They are. Uh, they've been yeah. they've been my number one played band on Spotify the entire time I've had Spotify. Uh, yeah. That's an odd flex, but I get it. That's mm -hmm. fine. It's, they're from, they're literally from down the street from where I am. So yeah. that's, yeah. They're so. at number one in my Spotify queue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, I like them. They're, they're silly. They're sad. They're yep. smart. Uh, so yeah. Uh, also, uh, I, I really enjoy the song Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't know what that's it is. It's, it's just a, it's such a happy song. And, it's like and it's, as, it's scientifically engineered to just make you feel good. You know what? That's the scary thing is there's so there's a lot of popular uh, artists that their music is not written by them, but it's like four middle-aged men who write these songs for almost the entirety of the music industry. And you're like, what? 
these guys have way too much emotion or I don't know, <laughs> like get them an ice cream or something. Like it's very unnerving when you start going through it. And it's, See, now I'm just imagining, like, four dudes, one of them's got a cigar. How about, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me, baby. What do you think of that? <laughs> and there's one guy going, it's gold. It's gold. It's gold. gold. Write it down. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, there's, there's yeah. so many, like, it's hard enough to entertain, just not even be a good entertainer. But just to entertain, right? Is the yeah. idea of putting something together, being able to connect with an audience, actually being able to converse, the back and forth, and and also not sound like you're a cartoon character of a person, right? Like yeah. that's the, like those bare minimum things. And then on top of that, you're like, oh, now I have to be interesting. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> like this is worse than being fat and naked. Like this is not, yeah. it's not a good thing, right? So. Yeah. Like, See, now I'm just thinking of like some kind of parody band called Bare Minimum Ladies where they just kind of don't give a shit. Guys, <laughs> you got to understand that like the, so there's a New Year's there's a New Year's Eve party uh downtown Toronto every year. It's a huge thing. When the Bare Naked Ladies first started, they were banned from performing because they had naked oh. ladies in their name, okay? This <laughs> is this is this was my youth and I'm like, man, this is let those guys like yeah. Like lovers in a dangerous time makes me so, cry physically. Like I have so to good. pull over and go, Oh, they just wanted to love. It's just <laughs> What was the first song of theirs you ever heard? Uh I mean I think the first one Brian that I ever heard. First one Sorry. I ever heard was probably one week, but yeah. Oh, Brian Wilson, that's a good one. Uh yeah, like like okay, so the video for Lovers in a Dangerous Time is like that's like nearby from where I am right now. Like, cause I'm, I'm on the border of Scarborough, which is where they're from in Toronto. And you're like, listen, yeah. And that's ha still how it looks exactly the same. And you're like, you look around and you're like, this could be Russia. This is just horrible. <laughs> like, you know? So yeah, but that's, uh, I was even surprised when I found out that they were the ones who did the, the song for, um, uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang I was Theory. like, yeah. you know, this really reminds you of something. And I'm like, oh, it's still my burning ladies. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Damn, I should have known that one. That's so when, when I saw them live in concert, they played that song and they introed it. They were like, we wrote this whole song and people only hear 30 seconds of it ever. So we're playing the whole thing. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That, that's yeah. totally reasonable. I still laugh at the one guy, like they're the lead singer who had a great voice, lost a bunch of weight, head didn't change size, which I'm like, that's, not that's too bad. Like yeah. that sucks because at least the jowls no just stay the same. So it's like head, oh. shoulders was the same. And then you're like ah, oh, and then he pulled a. You know who I am? I'm like oh man, you're Canadian. We don't get to do that. <laughs> we just we get to go. I have a country to go back to. Bye. We'll see you guys later. That's all we do. Not you know who I am. So yeah. they tried to leave, but they were late and they all died. They froze their asses off. Right. There was a part of that song. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yes. They were late and they all died. Sure. They froze their asses off. Yeah. Um, first one I ever heard was was uh, if I had a million dollars when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Because uh, my my friend uh, from down the street, his name was uh, uh, Gabriel. Shout out to Ed, his dad. Um, and he liked to just futz around on the guitar, and he knew the like opening chords. To if I had a million dollars. Um, I, then, I like that's another one. It's just it's full of like fun little references to things, and a lot of them are really funny. Uh, 
Yeah, they even have the Yoko Ono song, which you're like, oh, that's, that did not age well, but God, I still love it. I don't care. Fuck, I don't want to see him in concert. I haven't been to a concert since Elton John a couple of years ago, and uh, and that had a sad background to it, which I think I've told that joke in front of you, Josh, the thing where my mom just didn't yes. want to go anymore. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> Hell, man. <laughs> They were for her birthday, goddammit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm serious. I bought her the tickets a year before. She was happy about it. And then two days before, she didn't want to go anymore. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you just take them back. Be like, okay. See, this is this is the problem is when you fulfill your side of the gift-giving agreement, mm-hmm. if the other person goes, well, I don't really want to do this anymore, you go, okay, just take them back. You, that's, their, that's a them problem, you know? I don't know. You I realize... Just the difference between justice and vengeance. You're like, hey, a little vengeance every once in a while makes you feel good. It makes you feel alive. It was just kind of sad because, like, even my mother didn't want to go do something with me. Like, that's that hurt stings just a little bit, right? Listen, man, we've gone over this. Like, your mom stresses you out a lot. I think she's looking out for you. She's like, Maybe. the only yeah. way I can make him live is if I leave him alone. Like, no. she no. knows better. Mom was a great concert. I just felt bad because the guy I scalped the other ticket to just awkwardly sat down next to me. Because <laughs> when you scalp, I mean, when someone scalps a ticket, they're, they don't plan to go to the concert. They scalp the ticket and leave. I, I feel like anyone who's <laughs> buying. Anyone who's buying a single scalped ticket, they know yeah. what they're in for, right? Like, you have to. A, a warm embrace. A warm <laughs> maybe. embrace. Maybe. You know, maybe a kiss on the cheek, but that's that's it. That's that's all the, the ticket guarantees. He shows oh. up and you're like, hold me closer, tiny dancer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I all feel right. like you'd have like a jersey that says Tony Danza. And just yeah. make, I'm funny. No, yeah. that's, yeah, that's fine. All right. Oh, that God. second question. Uh, <laughs> what's something you like to do because you're a grown-up and no one can stop you, goddammit? Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, napping in front of the TV whenever I want. Uh, no one will stop me from that, ever. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I just I love it so much. And then uh, late night coffee and desserts. Uh, just... Like it's, knowing you're gonna stay up really late, you're just like, "Fuck it." It's, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm like, "Look, it's it's eight thirty, and I'm having this coffee, and you know what? I might as well have some pie to go with it." Uh, <laughs> that is nice. I since I discovered melatonin gummies, I realized I can do that now because you can just be like, "All right, I'm gonna take it," and then when it's time, just knockout punch. Oh my god! That I is was, that is. Listen, you know what? Listening to both of you, I'm like, those are both very reckless actions. Number yes, one, Josh, you need to have like Pepsi AC, like just a stock of it in your house. You're like, oh, let's just open. It. There's the the antacid cabinet, and yeah. then the medicine cabinet in your house. And okay, and Atlas. Oh my god, melatonin gummies should be used like sparingly, just yeah. in case. Not all the time. You're going to be like, ah, I took too many gummies. And yeah. now it's gone full circle. I can never sleep again. Like that's... No, I mean, it, it doesn't happen all that often. I'm just saying it's an option. I didn't know they existed until a couple yeah. years ago. Dude, I look at the wrong food past 8 o'clock and I get heartburn just immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm been, too damn fat. I've been, I've been lucky. You know, I'm, I'm 35 and I, I just, it's very rare that I get it. I don't know why, but yeah. You'll see. It's okay. No, it's yeah. 35. That's all. That's all it is. You're thinking, you're like, no, no, I'm different. 
No, no, no. You'll see. You'll see. It's and I, the worst part is the first time it happens, you're gonna be like, I might be dying. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the best part. Is like because you feel there's that certain time where you're like, I'm indestructible. And listen, late night dessert and coffee are one of those things that you're like, I'm gonna go to bed right after this, no problem. And then so, all of a sudden, you don't. You're like, maybe I'm dying. Maybe this is it. I'm not going to wake up ever again if I sleep. And well, I mean, it could also be like a race against time where you take, like, drink the coffee and then immediately go to sleep before yeah, you sleep. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one note. Don't put your vitamin gummies and your melatonin gummies next to each other. Uh, I made that mistake. I thought I was starting my day off right. It turns out I was ending my day right now. Uh, <laughs> Like literally, because I was walking to work afterward, I was I was like doing this. Ah, yeah, good. And then like it, it just took an insane amount of coffee to get me the normal. Um, and I had That's... to fight through it. And then by the time I went to bed that night, I was just head hits pillow out for the night. Um, uh... Yeah, no. See, that's that's like eating a huge breakfast and then trying to go to work. At least, you know. Mm -hmm. uh... Yeah, it's like those. Uh, those breakfast commercials from when we were kids where it would be like uh, like this huge spread and then the, the kid runs in and he's like, man, I'm late for school. And he grabs like a piece of toast and runs out the door. Infuriating the every time. Yeah, and then the parent's like, why? Why would I bother at this point? Yeah. Well, and and then at some point, the parents, they're always going to be like neglectful absentee parents in some way. And it's like, yeah. no, if they're feeding kid, their kids breakfast that way, they're the best parents on the planet. Yeah, definitely. And that like, kid is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Simply put. My, <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Okay? It's going to be there like when they come home. teeth trying to get my sister and I to eat breakfast when we were in school. Because just you're not hungry that early. And just it's not really something you can sit down for. Um, and I know it's good for you to eat breakfast, but I'm just not really hungry. Unless, I, like, when I've been walking to work, it's been good. Because, like, that gets me hungry enough once I get there. Um, I, I love breakfast food, but I do not eat it at breakfast time. I, I'm not hungry during the first part of the day. Uh, it's it's yeah. like I said, it's the late night coffee and, and time yeah. it gets me. You're a brenner person, yeah. Yes. Let's let's be honest. Is nobody on screen right now actually does like real work for a living? Like we do jobs, but not real work. Like you know, I work on a farm. I work in a mill, kind of thing where you're like, oh, I need a proper breakfast to survive. You know, no, the toils I, of, of a work environment with, like, sparks and shit. My, my job is to look busy and do approximately an hour of work per day. For Walking days. with a clipboard. Just, yeah. Yeah. just go That's up and down, up and down. It works. <laughs> All right. That third question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what was the first time you felt like a grown-up? Okay. So, I actually... Since you sent me the questions, I've thought a lot about this one because okay. I, I don't know. I have really bad imposter syndrome, so I'm not sure if I've ever actually felt like an adult or just felt like a child <laughs> who successfully faked his way through an adult thing. Like That's fair. You know? That's like fair. Vincent Adultman uh, just like with, in the trench coat the whole time. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like, you can come out whenever you want down there. We're, we're done. Uh, we got yeah. the taxes filed, you know? Um, <laughs> but like... <laughs> I think uh, I think most people feel like they're an adult, mostly when they're lamenting the loss of their childhood. But the best answer I probably have for this that was like, okay, I'm doing this. This is a grown-up thing. Uh, was the first time I, I did a solo uh, trial in court with a client representing them, 
and there was wow. no attorney there to back me up or guide me through it. Uh, and I was That's like, crazy. this is real shit. <laughs> what was the case, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was an uh, objection to discharge. I was a bankruptcy attorney and someone had objected to my client's discharge. And so it was the trial to uh, overcome that objection, basically. I have no idea what that means, but okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it means they still wanted their money and they didn't want, they wanted to bypass the bankruptcy. That's all. Yeah, basically. Financial literacy is something you need, Atlas. It is a, a, a skill that you need to survive. Okay? Yeah. But, you young people. But if, Mario if, if, if for nothing else, I know why I'm bad with money. I, <laughs> I'm still bad with it. But I know why, right? That's, that's Because you know that you can declare bankruptcy? or No! no. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know! What, what's the... I, I, I know the things I should do, and I do not do them. Uh, I see. I, I moved from a yes. low cost of living area where I was a practicing attorney uh, to one of the highest cost of living areas in the country so I could pursue my dreams of doing stand-up comedy. I don't know yeah. if anyone's ever called that a great financial decision. 100% not, but something you would definitely regret, right? Like that's, Absolutely. No question. That's, yeah. It's it's very funny to hear um, how often people make those kind of decisions and you're like, yeah, no, you just have to. It's it's a stupid it's being aware that you're making a dumb decision yet yeah. making it anyway because you know that you have to make it at some point otherwise you will regret it is a very adult thing in and of itself right yeah. so absolutely yeah no i you know being an attorney is interesting cuz like so many people that i hear that like left their job to do their passion or whatever like they were like i fucking hated what i did and that wasn't true for me like i didn't hate practicing law but mm -hmm. uh, i did because it wasn't doing comedy right yeah and yeah. so it's like it's a good job it just it's not the job i wanted to be doing at the time so here we are now yeah. that's fair that's a very um, reasonable thing how long ago was this that you moved out here so i stopped practicing law full-time in 2019 I believe yeah 2019 oh, wow. 2018 yeah so it's been a few years <laughs> i still have i still have my license okay uh, but just in time for the pandemic. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I um I stopped practicing then right before we moved to Los Angeles. Uh, and I do I do law adjacent stuff now uh, for I my see. day job. Yeah. That's code for Hitman Atlas. Just so you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like only by bare hand though. Just <laughs> That's great. I, I, I go to uh, to Capcom Studios and make sure they have all of the stuff right for the newest Phoenix Wright game. That's the <laughs> that would be an incredible job, though. That would be like head nerd in charge. I feel like that oh, would yeah. be like I'm the nerd that makes the decision as to how nerdy and accurate everything has to be. I feel like that should be a job in LA, like rampantly. I mean, I I saw a job with Paramount the other day being like the content manager for Star Trek.com. So that's, that's pretty close. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw, I, I saw like a posting like for some, for like uh, it was some video game series where they're like, you have to know it like backwards and front. And I had never heard of this. And I was like, eh, whatever. I don't feel like immediately trying to pick up this nerddom and from scratch. I feel like it would be better suited for someone who's just like on it from the beginning. Yeah, no. For, well, because when you're trying to get caught up on stuff like that, it is like doing homework. Like, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And people are actively trying to mess with you. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things I find is like when you're trying to understand the lore of any new hobby and history and everything. You're like people actively 
will just try and create these weird conversations where you're like, no, this, none of this is real. This, you're just an idiot. Like it's, especially with comedy where people are like, well, this is how you have to structure things. You're like, that's not a joke. I'm I'm out of here. No, thank you. That's even worse. Is like so. I I played Yu Gi Oh when I was in like middle and high school from twenty or two thousand eight to twenty twelve roughly, um, and then they recently released a uh, mobile game called Master Duel that's literally just playing the game, and I got it on my phone because like oh free free Yu Gi Oh is a nice nostalgia trip. Holy shit, I miss so much. Uh, they're like, all right, there's like five new summoning mechanics and all these archetypes that you didn't know how to work, how they work, and all the cards are really, really long now. And I'm trying, I'm reading it, going, what the fuck? And they've already moved on to the next thing, and just I am, I am a boomer in Yu-Gi-Oh land. So. I, I, I mean, I, I get what you mean because like yeah. same thing with like Magic the Gathering, uh, mm. Hearthstone. I got it for a while. I don't understand it anymore. Uh, League of Legends. I used to mm. play it a lot, and now like. I've pulled it up on Twitch, and I'm like, I have no idea yeah. what is happening in these fights. So, do you guys think that they're made more complex progressively on purpose, or is it specifically like I uh, was a huge fan of certain cartoons and uh, comic books growing up, where that there is a general history that is accepted and it's fine, and I'm like, it's kind of like a soap opera where it's like. Three years later, I can jump back in and be like, "Yeah, I'm good. This I haven't missed much. I can easily catch up, even if it's multiple years, right?" Like, yeah. uh, so whereas, like, it seems that a lot of uh, the newer hobby type activity things are meant to be extremely complex to make it more difficult to return to it or to take it on further down the line. Is that I don't think so because the the point of like, especially for things like a trading card game, it's you're trying to get people to play your game. Uh, so, like, on paper, it should be you want to get, you know, make the, the thing the most, like, uh, interesting to people either returning or um, or just picking it up for the first time. And for a game like Vanguard, which is what I currently play, they have, like, their newest format is a very, like, stripped-down, very simple way and that's how a lot of people have gotten into it recently yeah. where they're like they pick up a starter deck it's usually pretty you know pretty co like consistent and then from there you go hey what's that guy doing over there where he's like doing a whole bunch of crazy combos and then you tell them about premium format um so yeah Yu-Gi-Oh on the other hand is like you don't know what X XC summoning is get the fuck out <laughs> yeah. I also think like you know tuning things for like professional level play uh mm. changes a game a lot like they always because when they when they tune the legends right it's not because of the way things are going at the bottom level it's the way things are going on the strange matches that are bringing hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars right and so changing that bringing that novelty i think leads to more complexity for sure uh, which does make it harder to jump in, but it, it is interesting to think about. It, what's interesting, though, Dino, right, is like the comics and things like that. When they want to do those, like, make things more complex, or really mess with things, right? They set up an alternate universe, or like, instead Correct. of uncanny, it's amazing, or like things like that, right? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they do have that core foundation that's always there, just like Magic: The yeah. Gathering, right? You get twenty life get them to zero the fastest right that's yeah the basis it's, that's i'll the take your word at it i'm not the nerd here so it's good <laughs> i'm 
I'm a nerd of all kinds, baby. Love it. See, I was I was a very uh like I had a few things that I was nerdy about, and then it was like, no, I had a real job immediately and did not have time to entertain that kind of uh, stuff, which I'm not sure if I regret or not. I'm just, but sometimes I still look at a lot of people and go, that's fucking weird. You're way too invested in that. But, you know, whatever. It's and it, Also, too, I wish people find their happiness and be able to indulge in it as best they can because I'm not a complete piece of shit, unlike what Atlas tells his friends. He says I'm the worst. So <laughs> it's fine. Wait, you act like I go around being like, hello, my name is Atlas Novak. My friend Dino's a piece of shit. How are you? Like, that's not. I mean, I wondered what he meant the first time I met him, but now I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm there just you go. saying. I'm just saying that Bobby Oliver said you broke on yourself too much. That's it. <laughs> Listen, if it came up once, it came up twice. Let's just. I'm just gonna okay. say. Okay. Fine. So, uh, no, that's fine. It's it's realistically, but that's that's the whole idea, right? Is that certain things are made to be more complex, and that's why, like, especially in this this current climate of everything, it's like everything has a name, everything has. A, it's like let's let's make things complex, and it's it's hard to deal with, right? Especially for someone like me, where I'm like. I don't care. Like, I don't care what your thing is, man. Are you happy? Yes. All right. Good for you. Fucking leave me alone. Like, that's it's it's very difficult. I, I imagine prefer the conversation about breakfast. To be honest, <laughs> I imagine it's gonna be something like that. Just happens with getting older. Like uh, when I when I hang out with that uh, with my professor friend who told me that you kind of don't bother trying to keep up with new music. Just like what you like and just. It's fine because he, he said he tried to do that at one point. And it was just like Ugh, too much. I I he couldn't, couldn't do it. Mm. I'm I'm bad at it. I, I try, but I'm not good at it. I, I I keep up to date on like social media stuff and like memes a little bit, but mm-hmm. no, I'm, it's it's too much. I try. There's just too much content now to keep up with all yeah. of it. That's that's the bigger issue. Is there's no. Um... Like people are so focused on on a certain type of censorship that we've lost the idea of hey maybe we should just censor stuff that sucks instead of like you know like hey people can share their opinion but just don't be garbage like there's so much content that's produced and and music video video games all sorts of stuff that people will like make it this huge part of their identity when you're like, Hey man, that's not even a really good story. Like, I don't know why you're, it's okay. You're like, sure. Fine. You know, no accounting for taste, I guess. Also wanting to, to like censor stuff that sucks is literally what uh, Nikita Khrushchev did in the USSR after Stalin died. It was banning stuff like modern art. Where he's like, it looks like a child pissed on the canvas. Banned. <laughs> that's fair though. Modern is it? Bad. Mod- I've been to the MoMA. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, like we went for a Salvador Dali uh, thing on the fourth floor, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Salvador Dali. Well, look at him. And you're like, okay, this guy was uh, he was wackadoo, but I like it. I dig it. Yeah. You know. Then I started going to other floors, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can buy that at IKEA. That's not art. Sorry, that's just a know. chair on the I wall. Don't I don't get it. Who who did IKEA rip it off from? Right. There's an there's an aesthetic to it. And maybe some of it's supposed to make you uncomfortable, right? Listen, I just know that I wouldn't be the one sitting on it because I would turn that thing into little pieces of plastic instantly. <laughs> that's fair. I get that. I, I need a, I need a, I need a sturdy old world chair. That's what I'm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. 
Something that looks like it's been, you know, rubbed on for quite a while and it's, it's stood the test of time. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's for me. This was on the Mayflower. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, I, I remember going to a party just after I got uh, divorced and it was in a backyard and I was like, all right, cool. And this guy had like steel chairs in the yard and I was like, okay, whatever. And I sat and then like, I was sitting for a while and this girl was talking to me and she was nuts. But by the time I was like, all right, she's like, oh, I'm going to go uh, talk to my friend. I'm like, all right, talk to you later. And I realized I'm like, why do I feel so low? And that this chair had sunk into the grass to the point where I was like an inch off the ground. And I was like, ah, son of a bitch. Cause I like, but that was feel like people are looking, but I, no, I can't really be like, Hey, why are you looking at me? You know, like it was, I was like, no, oh, no, I feel like a jackass. And then I just pulled it out and just moved it over and walked away. Like, it never happened. Like, I yeah. just imagine you being like, yeah, so I'm from Toronto. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it was like 45 minutes that I was talking to She was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and my buddy was like, hey, man, what was that? And I'm like, get me out of here. That girl's crazy. Mm -hmm. And then she walked up to me and leave. She's like, so, and I'm like, have a great night. Later. <laughs> And that was just after I got divorced. <laughs> I was like, wow. no thanks. Even I can tell what crazy looks like. And you got it. See ya. Yeah, didn't having like when you get like deep hurt like that, like after you get divorced or if you've been cheated on, your tolerance for like early like meeting bullshit just goes way down. And you're like, ugh. Well, that's the weird thing, right? Like the best way to get out of that funk is to say yes to activities. Mm -hmm. But you have to kind of figure out where those activities, like where is that boundary? Because you don't, because immediately you'll have, I feel like some people sense when you're like damaged yeah. and some people dig it, man. I had a girl who's like, you can keep me warm, teddy bear. And I'm like, I do not have a response for that at this time. You are <laughs> freaking me out. Like it was, it was weird, man. And like, she was super attracted. I'm like, I look like I've murdered. Okay. Like, there was this face, more hair, and less gray. I did not look safe, okay? And there was alcohol in this place. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> nobody should be wanting to go anywhere with me. The fact I, that I was allowed in was, like, sketchy. <laughs> I just imagine, like, she has a friend there, and the friend's like, are you sure you want to want to go home with them? You seem sketchy. And they're like, yeah, I seem sketchy. What's, what are you doing? <laughs> that is an irresponsible move. <laughs> I don't even talk to your friends. Yeah. You should call your parents right now and go home. Like... Yeah, it was, it was like that kind of stuff where you're like, I, the funny thing is I was with three other guys and they were like, yeah. go over there. And I'm like, no, <laughs> they're like, no, man, it'll be cool. I'm like, absolutely not. I am not prepared for that kind of interaction. Sorry. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, okay. And I'm like, you guys are welcome to it. They're like, she didn't talk to us. And I'm like, also true, but you know, it was weird. Okay, yeah. so now when you said you're, when you were with a group of guys, I'm imagining you was the Jets in West Side Story. Right, <laughs> a little more multicultural, but sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> no, it was a buddy of mine was at uh, university, uh, and mm. uh, this was like the the uh, village where all these bars were. Like it was, it's called Hess Village, and people just drink and have a good old time. So we went to his place. We were going to sleep the night, uh, so we just took a cab over to uh, this place because he lived close by. So, and then. It was not a good, like, we had a lot to drink. It was an insane evening. And then, yeah, it was weird, but. 
What's your drink of choice, both of you? Oh. My, mine Gosh. is almost always nowadays uh, whiskey and ginger ale. Uh, it's it's yeah. been whiskey with different things for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a Ryan ginger guy. Uh, yeah, there's 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 quite a few uh, variations to that that are just easy and will get you shit faced. Like I do a double Ryan ginger usually, but I just yeah. now I don't drink just because. I'm at home. It's weird, I, and everyone's an Asian. They, they don't drink. It's just ridiculous, you know. I, I I drink way less than I did going into the pandemic, right? Like I think a Same. lot of people had yeah. this thing where like the pandemic started, and it's like, all right, we're doing this, and just kind of went hard a while. And I was like, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna taper off, and I still do, and I still enjoy a good drink, but yeah, yeah, uh, way way less than I did. I, I, it's it's weird being around comedy all the time because comics. Drink. so much comic yeah. yeah that's that i'm worried so there's there's a few things in that regard like i've i've stayed isolated this whole time um and like i've had the luxury of that and it's been great because i hate a lot of people but the thing is that uh now it's like going back out it's like yeah i don't really drink anymore i'm just i'm trying to be a little more healthy and at the same time i really do not like, a lot of people have this idea that, like, well, we're all comedians, so we should be friends. And I'm like, you guys are not good people. I do not want any of you. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we can uh, carpool. I'm like, I'm sorry. That's my car. Why are we carpooling my car? You can carpool with your car. I don't, I'm going to drive myself, asshole. Right? Like, so there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff that I'm like, yeah, I have zero interest in that whatsoever. So, and also, too, I have a hope that, you know, the pandemic will spiral out of control and I'll get that apocalypse I deserve. Um, you know, so... <laughs> I can hope. I can dream. If that actually happens, I'm coming to find you in the wasteland and just be like, you motherfucker, you caused this. <laughs> You'll have I'll to be, get I'll through my down. empire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be long done. Yeah. yeah, depending on what kind of apocalypse it is. If it's, a, if it's a nuclear one, I'm walking into the blast. I can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, at this point, like, look, realistically, it's it's a question of, like, as intelligent as we are, we are pretty much useless in an apocalypse type scenario in general, right? Like a few people will know certain things, but in general, we're screwed, right? If if anyone out there is recruiting for their uh, apocalypse team, I do take blacksmithing classes. I have a forge and an anvil. That's I'm, I'm really yeah. Nice. Yeah. How do you find it? Uh, I love it. Um, yeah, it, it's very satisfying. It's one of those things like I get like we I don't do a lot of manual labor right day to day for my job. So getting mm -hmm. to do it and like starting with nothing and ending up with something useful. Great mm -hmm. feeling. Love what it. sort of stuff have you made? Uh, I made like some hooks to hang things on the walls, some letter openers, some small uh, knives. I call tape cutters. Just used for opening boxes around the house and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I grew up in a machine shop, so we had a ton of massive machines. I'm a horrible machinist. My dad tried to teach me like three times, and I screwed things up so bad. I messed up a machine. I did all sorts of stuff. But I'm like, it's a very useful skill working yeah. with, like, being able to make something out of nothing. So it's even, like, woodworking, hell, plumbing. Like, that was the one thing someone said to me, which I was like, I was working at a bank, so... You know, I felt like an asshole. But he goes, hey, man, people are always going to shit, and people always want to see in the dark. 
know those two things and you'll be okay. And you're like, damn, that's a lot better advice than working the bank. I'll tell you that. It's like, I should really, and the funny thing is my dad wanted me to become an electrical engineer. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'm like the other kind of smart, not book smart. I'm like, I'm like book hobbyist, street genius. That's, those are, that's my mix. You know, I don't think engineering is something I can do. That happened with, with my dad because my, my dad uh, is an eye doctor, and like I think he really wanted my sister and I to be in medicine. But the problem is that uh, we're both really bad at math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like even just like doing the like go to college majoring like you know uh, biology or something like you're fucked. Uh, also, I don't have a steady hand, and he was a surgeon. So like the second he saw me like doing this, so he's like, "Don't worry about it. You'll be fine." <laughs> Because uh, it was kind of funny with uh, like the position that he took versus what my mom and sister took when I first started comedy versus now. Because when I first started, when I was seventeen, he's like, "You're throwing your life away. This is dumb." And my my mom Smart and sister man. were like, "Get out there, you know, pursue the thing. Like, go to college, but pursue the thing after." And then now it's been ten like over ten years at this point, and uh, my dad has Parkinson's and he just doesn't give a fuck. Anymore. He's just chilling. Uh, and my mom and my sister think that because I haven't made it in comedy yet, that I should just give up and go get like a real job. And uh, and my dad is like, fuck that. Do what you want. As long as you're able to support yourself, I don't care. Just do what you want to do. And like they've swapped somehow. Uh, <laughs> so my, my, pa- my parents are both disgustingly supportive and I really appreciate that. But like yeah. my dad, you know, he's a guy who he, he works a job turning wrenches for a lot of his life. And uh, when he retired, he finally did what he always wanted to do, which he started a pool hall with some friends and he loves that. And so when I was like, I got to go do my dream, he was like, yeah, do it. Like you only get the one life. And my mom, my mom doesn't mind that I like stop practicing law to do comedy. She just minds that I moved halfway across the country. That that's because she's fair. She would, where were you which, before? Yeah, yeah, where right. That's a mom thing. Uh, I'm yeah. Arkansas, so yeah, fourteen hundred miles away. Wow, miles away. Yeah, damn. Yeah, still drive fourteen. Uh, Makes sense how you met Kayla. Then it'd be like a, yeah. a, a what, like a day and a half. To it's get like there? it's like right at twenty four, twenty five hours drive. Yeah. So okay, so it's like for days. me, me to Florida is same. For, okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, that's but it's a definitely a mom thing, right? But she's still yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's the downside about being from LA is like they're just, they're right there. Uh, yeah, and I have I have to see them and they're divorced, so I have to make two visits oh. of it. And my girlfriend's parents live here, and they're just like, why can't you spend more time? I'm sorry, you guys are all in different locations. <laughs> yeah, that that's tough. Like having to go visit both parents and deal with LA traffic each way. That's that's pretty terrible. Yeah. My, my sister and I have this little agreement where, like, she lives closer to my mom, I live closer to my dad. So so we, like, do the pressure valve release of, like, I haven't seen my kids in forever. Like, we're right there. So it, it's nice. uh, easier to deal with. Hey, just know you can piss off both your parents by telling them that you and your sister hung out, even if you didn't. Just be like, oh, yeah, we hang out all the time. And your friends are like, what? Why don't you hang out with us? <laughs> Trust me. They get pissed off for weird shit like that all the time. That is weird, like, because my, my sister and I don't really hang out alone very often because it's either with her boyfriend there or our, our mom is there or our dad yeah. is there. So, like, there was one time where 
me, her, and the boyfriend were supposed to go on a ski trip together, and the boyfriend couldn't go. So it was my sister and I in a, a car in f for five hours up to Mammoth in California. And I got to say, it was very awkward, because the last time we really hung out together was like, I don't know, third grade? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't hang out with my brother either. It's the same thing. He's yeah. he's four years older than I am, and like if I told my parents that we hung out together without them, they'd be like, "Did you go see a movie?" Like it's not yeah. like we sit and just have long chats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but he's four years older. That means he was your warden growing up. Like he beat. Like that's that's not an older. I have. I'm the youngest of five. I know exactly what you're talking about, guy. I had a brother who's two years older than me. Yeah. I got bigger than him, and I made sure he remembered. Why you don't touch Dino ever again? <laughs> so yeah, no. yeah. My sister used to kind of torture me. Also, like, like Emperor Palpatine behind the scenes, like influenced me to do stuff. That that's more <laughs> evil, I think, than just a, a brother who like smacks you upside the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like that's yeah. deep, deep stuff. Yeah, and then after I got bigger than her, she stopped the like you know tickling me, and and now it just turns into, hey, can you get that thing that you just walked past and have to double back for? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then it, like it's deeply programmed in there. You're like, fuck. Hey man, that's like the trick they use on elephants. They tie them with a very strong rope when they're a baby, so that they can tie them like that because they, in their mind, it's still unbreakable from when they were young, right? Yeah, siblings play the best kind of mind games that you only really re like. Number one, can easily go way too far. That's for sure, right? Uh, so, you know, like, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. That's, you know, horrible. But then as well, it's like, yeah, but that keeps on going. Because I know I've always found is when I meet up with my siblings, we immediately all turn 16 to 18-ish and are not very nice to each other. So, you know, in the same sense, everyone gets hit in the nuts once. So it's fair, right? But, you know, not a good time, but... You know, an equal, a fair time. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, my brother and I were similar. We we, we get along much better. Uh, there's yeah. Not fighting anymore, like physical fighting, but we, I don't know. I think there's just a lot there that it's like, meh, we're fine how things are. We, we like each other enough, especially yeah. living 1,500 miles away. Yeah. Oh, that's that must be nice because you can just be like, okay, see ya. And then you hang up and go do other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Of, okay, she, uh, she's like three miles that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like realistically, this is the problem is that you have one of the big problems with life in general is you have a, a picture of someone in your mind and they're only that way for an instant. The next time you see them, they are not that same person, but in your mind, they are, right? So even yeah. when it goes, like, years since you've seen that person, they're like, I remember you when you were a little kid. You're like, I'm 36. Leave me alone, weirdo. Yeah. I don't know who you are, right? So it's that kind of stuff where you're like, it's it's that weird part of going, like, for me, I, I admire the fact that you would move that far for your dream, right? Yeah, me too. In the same way, I would stand there going, hey, man, follow your dream. Also, I think you're crazy. Good luck. Like, that's, that's you know. But at the same time, like my dad, uh, my both my parents migrated from Greece uh, to Canada, which you're going, no family whatsoever? They're like, nope, not a person. And they came here separately and met here. And I'm like, you guys are insane. Like, you had yeah. zero support system. Nice. So, yeah, that's yeah. impressive. 
I, and I mean, here's the thing, like, I, I did it on easy mode. Like, I did move far away, but I did it with a big group of friends. We all moved at the same time in the same house. Uh, and so that made the, first, cool. yeah, made the first few months real easy. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, like, like, that's the thing you realize is, like, the idea of a community, something that, especially as a, as a youth, you're like, I hate everyone and everything that's around me, right? Like, which is just, like, being a teenager. I don't think it's, it's nothing wrong with it, but then you realize how important it is to have like a support system is people where you can be like, Hey, can I talk to you? And you're like, yeah, sure. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Like weird shit. All right, fine. Let me just buckle in and all right, let's talk about weird shit. You know, like it's, you have to have that variance and and know who, like I know a couple of people that I met through zoom comedy where they're just like unload and you're like, Hey man, that's a private matter. I don't really want to know that. And they're like, no, 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 it's okay. You're like, I'm not okay with this. You, you telling me is impacting my boundaries. I am not. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. You're like, not fine, man. Not fine. Yeah. This is private. You know, it's weird. I mean, but... Dino, you and I met because of eargasm. We, yeah, we've we've never met in person before. Uh, same with Which, Caleb. I'll be honest with you. I'm definitely planning a surprise for that because I think I would freak you out. <laughs> I mean. I could just fly I, to LA. Like I got yeah, I have money and stuff. <laughs> and like I, my legs work know. and everything. I just so I, I, I can't go to Toronto, but if you do, please uh, let me know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, no, it should... I'm just gonna surprise you. I'm just gonna appear at your place. I'm gonna have a hotel and just be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And watch you go, "Oh, it's sweet Jesus!" Because like I said, I don't look like a normal person. I'm a lot bigger. <laughs> when I was in college, uh, I was moving out of like. I think it was like sophomore year, at the end of sophomore year, out of my apartment. And my friend Matt uh, was going to help me. Now, Matt is a big guy um, and he has beard and curly hair. Now, uh, when, <laughs> when, he, when he showed up at my place, he had shaved his head because this is Riverside in June. It's hot. Uh, and his and he just had his beard. So to me, it looked like, I don't know, this, like, Walter White became a golem and was going to destroy me. I was like, ah, fuck! And, and then he comes out of the shadows and it's, oh, it's Matt. Okay, cool. You're all fine. Like, <laughs> basically, if you took Josh and multiplied him by two, that's Matt. Kitty! Yeah, kitty cat. That's a different cat from that. This isn't the floofy <laughs> cat from Kayla's episode. This is not. This is... That's Clem. This is Clementine. That was Charlie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi, Clementine. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, and, and I, I do got to give him props. This is back in the in the day where like when someone helps you move, you're like, I can give you pizza. Like, it, it, there's not really much you can do. And then especially now, uh, after this last move, we got movers for it, and I'm never oh, doing once it you, once you get movers, it's yeah. cha- it changes the game. You're like yeah, ne- never again do I want to touch. A box full of my own shit. It's... Yeah, it was okay. just so nice. I, I, just, like... I just pick what I want to keep. I want to keep that, that, yeah. and that, that box of memorabilia. Everything else, yeah. burn it. I don't care. That's kind <laughs> of what it was like with because uh, 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 my girlfriend and I had COVID at the time, so we just stood outside and we're like, "Good luck." Uh, <laughs> what were you say? That's what. So when we and Kayla moved out here, that's what we did with our stuff. Is like we had a two bedroom apartment that we had full of stuff and we were like taking this taking this taking this we filled each of our cars up yep. uh with us our stuff and the cats and everything else stayed that was it yeah yeah, 
Yeah. It was very liberating. It, it, it was nice to get rid of so much stuff. Yeah, I uh, that is also a thing that like so. My wife is in fashion. She has an insanely large shoe and bag collection, and it drives me insane because I'm like, you only have two feet. Why do you have so many shoes? I don't understand. It's like. I, like I could see, like you have to have variety, sure, man, extra variety because you're a lady, sure. But what the hell, like, uh, so it's yeah, no, it's getting rid of your stuff. You're like, I yeah. can just, I can just go. Just, I can, I can vanish. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the other one. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom every six months, like clockwork, all right, go through your shit, and then we're taking stuff to Goodwill because she was she was an army brat, so. Growing up, she she like move every one one to two years, and she was so good at like just getting rid of stuff. And uh, I gotta say, it has been quite nice doing that. Like I didn't even have to do the does this spark joy. Like I just know how to like it, it's ingrained into my into my personality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, the 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 condo method does not work for me because everything sparks joy because the reason i keep things is because i have a memory and i always remember the memory when i see it so it's like yeah. oh yeah joy so that's a it's a bad method for me yeah i'm also the salvage things and try and like you know do something with them like i found Absolutely. this this painting uh it was next to the dumpster in my apartment complex I like, the way, I like the way it looks and, and the frame is nice um yeah. so you know i was like i asked uh, katie like can i bring this in she's like yeah bring it in and then i come in here and i realize i don't really have a place to put it um so <laughs> just i have it's a very sturdy problem. it's a sturdy box you never know when you need a sturdy exactly. box good yes I, I Listen, man, i've spent hours watching those just for guys there's like a clean rip of paper and stuff like that mm -hmm. where you're going yeah all day all that i'm at an age where i'm just like oh yeah you're like a bolt perfectly tightens you're like that's just you yeah. know, and then watching a little a, a young person fall, you're like, wow, oh, it's delicious. I, I I put together a bed frame earlier today, and everything went perfectly. No oh, missing pieces, no extra pieces. Every I wasn't like going, eh, it won't screw it. Like, hmm, I love when it works out like that. I I usually have the moment where I'm like, it's going remarkably well, and then I'm like, oh no, I actually made a small mistake two steps ago, and I have to undo yeah. it. That's, you, that's you always use the, the long screws, and you needed to use the short screws. Now you're out of long screws. Sorry, guy. <laughs> it's called the fucking You waited for it to happen. You're like, hmm, yeah. something's, I, it's coming. It's coming. I can feel it. It's coming. And then, yeah, it does. I'm kind of worried, though, because like, this is a king uh, bed frame that I just put together in the room, and now I'm terrified for whenever it is we decide to move out, trying to get that out of the room. Uh, yeah, just break it. Break it and get a new bed. Just don't, it, yeah. It pisses me off when I would have, like, somebody I took the time to put together, I hate where they go, you gotta take the legs off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Who knows? Maybe it'll work out, but just, uh, I, one thing I do like to do with, with, like, bed frames especially is under the mattress, you put the instruction booklet and the Allen wrench they gave you or whatever wrench they gave you. Right. And then that way, when you move the mattress, it's right there and you can, like, go in reverse. Sure. Yeah. Everyone everyone thinks that you should do that. And everyone knows you may have a drawer with all the instructions for everything. In light of everything, yeah, it's easier just to throw it out. Trust me on that. And also, too, it's going to excuse you, like, you know what, honey? We can upgrade the bed. How about we do that? And they'll go, oh, okay. And you've distracted them. It's just not to move it. You don't want to move it. 
Trust me, there's nothing good can come from it. Just pain, so, back problems, moving, and a bed that's weird. Moving a king size bed is the worst. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we, so I live on the second floor, and the way the stairwell is, is it's one of those like go halfway up, turn on a landing, go, go the other halfway up, and there's a big <laughs> lamp swinging from the ceiling. So you can't even like put the mattress over the top of the banister and then drag it the rest of the way. You had to like yeah, I can. <laughs> That's a put it up and like, get up and go to friends. Pivot, pivot, and then and then do it the rest of the way. And like we we put we wrapped it in you know plastic so it doesn't get dirty. The problem is you cut yourself off from the handle that's like tied to the mattress mm -hmm. that they have on the side. So we had to just kind of like awkwardly fumble with it. I was ripping into the plastic trying to get a grip. My friend, you haven't been to IKEA enough. What they do is they take a piece of tape. Okay, you you tape it on one end loose. And then tight on the other, and it you bunch it together, and it creates a handle using tape and tape. It's very smart. I should have done that. It's it's extremely smart. And the first time you see it, you're going, that's fucking witchcraft. And then I you're have, like, it's not witchcraft. It's engineering. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. The the uh, the the pinch nerve area of my back is like now worse because of that. So I should have should have known that. <laughs> So, you need, my friend, you're going to have to invest in uh, Rub 535, or if you have a uh, Chinese grocery store in the area, they'll have these little patches that you can put on, and they will help as well, because a pinched nerve, yeah, it's not going to help you tonight. It's going to make you feel like poop. So, yeah, I... I... I, I've been like massaging it and everything, and like it's helping a little bit. But just I, I, I gotta go to like a professional masseuse who's like, oh yeah, you have like years of pent up stress, and you're 28. What the fuck? The youngest old man in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like that too. I'm, I'm really bad about being aware of my body being uncomfortable in the moment, but then like when the ache starts from being in that uncomfortable position, that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. I think it was the first time when I'm, I was on the toilet reading, and I was like, "Hey, I can't feel my legs anymore. What the <laughs> fuck is happening here?" And then you're like, oh, "Oh, I'm going down," and I fell right into a bathtub. And I was like, "Ah, oh, the son of a gun!" Yeah, oh, man. and you're like, "God damn it, I still have to wipe after this." You call that the lethal weapon. It's <laughs> hey, man. Just at that point, just take a shower. There, like, there's no reason not to. That yeah, let's listen. I burned everything. <laughs> just like, all right, well, everything's going. Yeah. Hose down, burn it, get rid of it. Oh, Never I had happened. a stupid Never moment happened. earlier this week where I I got in the shower and I was like, man, this is really hot. And I tried turning. I thought I was turning down the temperature. It turns out I was turning the cold knob down, so it was getting more. I was like, do we run out of cold water? And I didn't realize it until I got halfway to work. I was like, it's the other knob, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Ah, you're officially yes. old. That's, that's, that's sure you're going. It was six thirty. I was putting it. it. It doesn't make a difference. Okay. It just makes other men laugh because you're like, yeah, well, I've been there. You know, trust me. It only get the more experience you get, the only worse that story will become. It's very entertaining. Oh. Trust me. But, Josh, thanks for coming on Generation Dan. Thanks for uh, having me. Where, where, we're going to ask you one more question, but first, where can people find and follow you? Uh, so I should have put it in my nameplate, but people can find me on all social media at 
Overwhelmed. It's my last name, O-G-L-E, Whelmed, like overwhelmed. So nice. any, anywhere you want, that's, so that's what I'm going to That's a great, be. great handle. That Thank you. Awesome. Uh, you can find uh, the, the show at Generation Dan on Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, Caleb, who is missing today, but you can find him on Twitter at Caleb C. McDuff. Uh, yep. And then you can find me at Atlas Novak on Twitter, Instagram, or my other show at Nexus at Night in those same places. That's about a trading card game. Yeah. I'm Dino the Genetic Marvel. You can find me just if you Google Dino the Genetic Marvel. Don't be lazy. Just Google it. <laughs> all my stuff comes up. I have all the things in all the places. But my YouTube channel is actually doing quite well, so go check it out. There's a lot of shorts from this uh, show and my other show that are there, and it's always very fun and exciting. I'm starting to do weird commercials and stuff because I'm like, oh, let's just screw around with people. Because why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Um, that's the fun part. And then our final question for uh, Sonor Ogle. Uh, what is your most memorable set as a comedian, good, bad, weird, or otherwise? All right. Uh, well, so it's it's not it's been told, but it's it's my story and it's not my story, and that's the one you heard from Kayla. Uh, okay. The a different perspective. I like it. Yeah, di different perspective, both from the audience and from yeah. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> But I would say my most memorable set, uh, it was my first week uh, emceeing in a club on the road. It was at the Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. And I was excited to be there because it was two comics I'd worked with before, and I liked them both. And it was the uh, Thursday night show, which is normally a pretty tame show uh, with decent numbers. There were like 60 people in the showroom, usually seats about 200, but they were sat weird. So like... It was like a few people up front, a couple of people in the back, and then like the entire second row of tables in the showroom was like this party of like 40 people, 30 people. They were like half the audience, okay? Interesting. And so I start the show, and there's like a table in the middle of that second row that's like being a little rowdy, and I just keep reminding them I'm like having a good set, and I'm reminding them I'm like, hey guys, like I'm glad you're having a good time, but like keep the talking down a little bit, just, you know? And so I finished my set. And I get off. And during the feature set, they start talking. And he is not having it. And oh, so no. he starts going at them. And they get into a pretty heated exchange. And so he has the door guy remove them. So they're okay. taken out. And everything's fine for a couple minutes. And then the two tables that were on either side of the table got removed. They're getting rowdy. And we're like, um, what's happening? It, they get removed after getting into a fight. And it keeps spreading out like this ripple effect across the entire second row of table, this entire group of 30 people. Turns out it was one group for a birthday party. And the people in the center table that had gotten removed first were the were, like that was the birthday person. And so it was just this big group of people there for a party. They were half the crowd that were getting angry that their friend had gotten removed. And it went the entire show. Like it, it wasn't like they were like, all right, every one of you's gotta go. They kept taking them out. A one, twos, threes at a time. And it went, the, it was so bizarre. And by the end of the show, there's like half the room is empty. And <laughs> these people are like, what is happening in this show? Legitimately, there was a point during the feature set where he's just yelling at the people in the crowd, get out. We don't fucking want you here. Shut the fuck up. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I've seen it happen you know, tables, a group of people, but this was the largest portion of the audience I've ever seen. It's like a virus, so it spreads yeah. outward. Yeah. yeah, it was so wild, and it didn't make any sense at all until we found out that it was a birthday party altogether. 
uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, it was weird. God, I never, I never have understood why people will come to a show and then be rowdy at the show. You're like, everyone is, he you paid to see the show. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, it's just, yeah. In my experience, it's usually the guy who gets so drunk he doesn't realize uh, it's a rhetorical question, right? How's everybody doing today? I'm fine, thank you. How about you? <laughs> I yeah, no, it, it's it is wild to me. Like, I don't get paying for a show and some drinks to get and to to make yourself have a bad time. I don't think that's like those. I will say though, like the proportion of like malicious hecklers I've come across has been fortunately pretty low. It's yeah. almost always the people that like they think they're helping. They're like, "Oh my god, that's so true, right? That's so right." Uh, yeah. They're almost worse because like you can't go after them. The same. you can, but yeah. it feels you feel worse bad a little bit. Yeah, but like, a little bit. Uh, yeah. No, it's listen. That's the weird thing about comedy is like uh, it doesn't matter if you're at an open mic or if you're at a big show. Like I remember there was a festival here and. Uh, my wife and I went and saw Jack Whitehall and in the middle of his set, this lady just started talking to him, like reminiscing about stuff. And he's like, Hey, I'm not sure if you realize this is actually a show, not a conversation. So maybe, I don't know, later we can talk, I guess. <laughs> and then, and then like, and that happened like three times. And he's like looking at the back going like, anybody can do anything? No. And then security came and was like, hey, either shut up or leave. And then the lady's like, oh, okay. And you're like, why do you, what, what planet are you on that you need to be told to shut the fuck up at a show? Like, it's very perplexing, right? But yeah, no, it's weird. Wild. Makes for uh, yeah. That's so, for sure. That was, that, that's pretty funny. That's like a, like, echo pool. Or it just, <laughs> it, it was really weird because, like, you know, I, I, the first two tables, I was like, okay, like, yeah, maybe they were all together, but then it just kept spreading out. And like, yeah, the, the weirdest part to me was like that it, they knew that it was a group. And instead of just being like, all right, y'all should tab out and leave. They just kept being like, okay, we're waiting till everyone becomes a problem, which was weird. Yeah, they're, 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 they're removing the symptom, not the cause, right? Yeah. Uh, so one of them uh, took a swing at the manager in the parking lot after they'd gotten oh, removed. Nice. Uh, That's yeah. I, I didn't get to see that because I was in the showroom and seeing the rest of the show. But Damn. Uh, yeah, wild night. That's pretty nuts. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the show. We will see you next week. Bye, everyone. See you.